Hello. Hello. This is Todd. It's Wednesday. It's 6.20. Just got home from work a little while ago. I spent eight hours today staring at a computer, configuring classified marketing websites. It's pretty sweet. Um, no, it was boring. It was boring as fuck. So now I'm attempting to do a podcast. I haven't done this in a little while. It's been actually quite a while since I've recorded my last podcast. Um, I've been busy. That's kind of bullshit. There's more to it, but I, uh, something big, I, I got married. I'm a, I'm a married man now. I had a wedding in Kamloops and it was fucking awesome. Uh, basically all my friends and all my family got really dressed up really nice and joined Carly's friends and family who were also dressed very nice and we had a big party and we celebrated me and my wife getting hitched um it's pretty powerful to get all your people together in one place and get them trashed and have some food and and play some music and have everybody just get to know each other it's a pretty powerful thing. It was pretty awesome. It's pretty hard to even talk about. It was just so bizarre and wacky and it seemed to happen so fast. And now it's over and I've got a really nice ring on my finger. And, uh, you know, honestly, I didn't think that the wedding would really have any kind of profound impact on me, like how I feel. I mean, really, nothing really changes. Like, me and Carly have are already living together. We've lived together for five years. Um, we we were already doing it. So really, it's not like anything drastically changes after, like after I get married. But I do feel different. Um, I feel really good. Um, just like with my relationship with Carly, it feels really solid. feels like I can do whatever the fuck I want and she can't go anywhere. No, I'll be nice. Hopefully she doesn't feel like she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Um, but yeah, it feels like, like, honestly, I feel like more of a man. <laughs> whatever that means. I just feel like really stable and really... Uh, like, it felt good to commit, and all my... I feel like everyone who's important in my life really understands, um, like, what I'm trying to do and, and my relationship. Uh, and I feel really supported um, in my life, and and I plan on just, like, helping every all those people out as much as I can. Um, I've always... I have this idea that I want to help the people around me get successful. I want to help all those people. I want to do what I can to, to make their lives better because I feel like that in turn makes my life better. Um, I think it's a really 
healthy way to look at at um, at your look at your circle of friends as that is your world that's your environment so the healthier they are the the happier they are the better your world is so um, and it was good to get all those people that are important to me in one place because um, usually like you have different friends in different situations you have like your work friends you have your skating friends you have your family um, and it's kind of rare that all those people would come together and it's especially rare that all my people and all of Carly's people would come together and mingle and have a good time and have a party and get to know each other um, so yeah all in all it's it was a really good thing um, I have this fear I'm distracted. Okay, I am recording. I just had to double check that I was recording. I thought maybe, because it's like a iPhone touch and like I thought maybe I hadn't touched the record button well enough when I started, but I did. So here I am, um, I'm home alone, home with the cats. I did miss the cats a lot. I was gone for a week while I got married and I miss those little fuckers a lot. When when I first moved down here, I didn't want to bring them. At that time, Carly had one cat, and we were planning on moving down here, and she's like, yeah, I'm gonna bring my cat. And I was like, fuck, like, don't bring it. I don't want to clean shit all the time, and I don't want to have to take care of it. We're gonna be so busy already. It's just another hassle. But now, I can't live without them. I love I love the furry little fuck bags. They're so sweet. It's nice to come home after a after a day of work. You walk in the door and the little cat strolls around the corner and just looks at you and they're happy that you're home. My cats are like dogs. They're they're very loving creatures and they're very they show their their affection. They're not they are they're they have their snobby moments but they're they're really affectionate for cats. So that's pretty awesome. I have not been skating. I haven't. I haven't skated for a couple weeks. Um, I skated once since getting home uh, from Kamloops after the wedding, and I had a lot of fun. And I skated really well. I felt like, and I, I felt really comfortable on my skates. My skates felt really good. But I still have this annoying pain in my ankle when I skate, that is kind of hindering my ability to perform as well as I know I could, and, and it takes away from the fun of the activity. Uh, so I'm trying to let it heal. I'm trying to just stay off of it for a while and hopefully it heals up, but I'm not sure if it is. It's this weird like pressure point on my ankle. It's not like my ankle's twisted or anything like that. It's just that like, and normally like I'm totally fine. I can jog, I can do any anything else and I don't really feel it. But as soon as I put skates on, and start rollerblading there's something about the pressure on my ankle that that makes it like really hurt it's really weird and i don't know where it came from i think it all started with when i skated carbons ever since i skated carbons my feet have just been really fucked up because those skates were so hard on the inside i'm drinking tea it's really good but those carbons and like when I skated them, I went on the mushroom blading two trip 
And so I wanted, it was really important to me to skate really hard, skate every day, um, because we only had a week and we're like, yeah, we're going to film this whole video in a week. So, so I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform and to skate like constantly, even though my feet were just killing me, like killing me. Um, I just forced it. And ever since then, I've had like weird pressure points on my feet, but I'm just trying to take a little while, let them heal. But I've been drawing like crazy. I've been drawing, 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 drawing. Every night I come home and and I just draw for a long time. I'm kind of I've I've been kind of obsessed about it. Like I'll be at work and I'll be like doing my work or whatever and I'll have a piece of paper next to me and a pen and I'll just be like doodling. Like I just I'm constantly just like doodling little pictures and stuff and just like filling up pages with just random like lines and faces and shapes and whatever. It's like my my hand just wants to like draw. So that's kind of my new obsession. Um, yeah, I've been just drawing a lot. Um, so that is what I've been up to. So I'm sitting in front of a a big collection of really. Uh, messy notes that um, I've kind of got a theme um, that I want to talk about today but it's it's all over the place it's a bunch of random ideas but it's just something that's been on my mind so I thought it's I think it's relevant and I would like to express this thing that I've been thinking about so the title that I've come up with on my theme or my idea is our perspective on the art we create and you can think about these ideas in anything that you're into anything that you do it can be applied to rollerblading it can be applied to drawing in fact a lot of these ideas came to me while I was drawing because I've been thinking about the process of of what it is to draw and what it is to to do that and I've been thinking a lot about my own pers my my perspective on the the things that I create, and it can even apply to this podcast. I mean, anything that you do, anything that that uh, you could call art, anything that you create and put out into the world, I want to talk about your perspective on that. Um, and I wanna I want to say that your perspective on what you do is warped. It's always warped to a certain extent. Um, you have a different perspective on it than anybody else who consumes it um, because you know what went into it. You are familiar with the process. You are familiar with your preconceptions that you had before creating it. So you are aware of maybe maybe you had something in mind before you started that you didn't accomplish and you might beat yourself up for that um, or you might have done it might have just gone in a very different direction than you originally thought um, also you might be very self-conscious of certain things that you did you might feel shame like um, 
I might feel shameful that I say like a lot, or I might feel shameful that um, I said um, or I, my thoughts didn't come as smoothly as I wanted them to, or maybe I sounded uncomfortable or unconfident when I said something, or maybe I stuttered my words. But I want to say that it's possible that when I stutter my words and when I, when I say like and um and I, and I pause and I'm thinking about what to say, that maybe that is better than what you were going for. I mean, an example in skating rollerblading terms is, um, and this, does, this happens a lot, um, is when you're going for a trick and I'm suddenly distracted by the fan. Hold on. Hold on one minute. I'm going to turn off the fan. Is that more quiet? I don't know if... Maybe maybe you could pick that up. Maybe you were enjoying the fan, and, and I looked at it as a flaw, so I had to go turn it off. But anyway, I was at... Uh, in rollerblading, this happens a lot. Like when you're doing a trick, say someone wants to do something, and they go to do it, and they they screw up what they were doing, but they do like something else that's like really interesting, um, or they do it maybe in a way that they they didn't imagine themselves doing, so they instantly write it off as oh no I have to do it again that was no good, um, when in reality it was like really sick, and yeah. I think that happens a lot. So I think you have to be aware of your own perception and aware that aware of your own shame about what you do cuz a lot of times the things that you are ashamed of, the things that you're uncomfortable with, those are the things that are really engaging for people. I mean, when I watch a movie and it's like some Hollywood bullshit or whatever and the characters like don't have flaws and they, they, they don't have zits, they don't stutter their words, everything comes out perfectly and every word is delivered with impeccable charisma and they get the girl and they got nice clothes and they drive a nice car, you know, it, it doesn't impact me as hard because I can't relate to that. That is, that is unrealistic. Um, I like to see flaws. It 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 it, it uh, inspires me more when a flawed character is able to to have success. Like when I can relate to someone's like insecurities, their flaws, their imperfections, and then they do something that is really admirable. I feel that 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 really inspires me. And I think uh, same goes for like skating videos. When I can relate to the person, when I feel that they're just a really genuine character and they're not. Uh, they're not putting on this perfect facade where they, their skates look perfect and they look perfect and they say, yo, what's up, this is blah, 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 I'm out here killing it, you know, like, I'm hooked up, I got my sponsors and blah, 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 it's just like kind of silly to me. So I totally digress there. But I think this idea can also be applied to look at, look at rollerblading in a general kind of way. Like I think... And, yeah, I think rollerblading as a culture suffers from a God complex. Now, what I mean by God complex is taking a very complicated issue and 
presenting a, a very simplified solution to that issue and then saying, oh, yep, figured that out. Yep, that's, that's how it is. We can stop worrying about that one. Like, it's just like black and white, like, oh, it's this. Yeah. Like, yep. Um, 540 to topsoil. That, that's an awesome trick. And that's what we should all try to do. Done. Um, like, uh, you know, it, rollerblading is a very complicated thing. It's, it's something that you could just like talk about forever. Really, there is no answers. Uh, there is no answers. There's only questions. When you're rollerblading, there's no goal. There's no like, okay, we need to figure out a formula to achieve this. We need to figure out a f the best way to get the ball in the hoop. There is no ball in the hoop. There's no, there's no knocking the other guy down. I mean, these other sports, they have this really clear intent and you can, you can be coached and you can study proven techniques that have worked in the past for like achieving that goal. Um, but rollerblading doesn't have a goal. Like we, you, uh, that's kind of why, like, I didn't want to have anything to do with rollerblading competitions. Like rollerblading, the way we do rollerblading, like the the freestyle, aggressive, like jump on, slide off, spin around, land, like what we do, it's an art. I don't fucking care what you say. It's an art. It's not a sport. Having a rollerblading competition and judging like the best skaters, I look at that as being equally as silly as as having an art competition where everyone brings their drawings and you pick the best drawing. And I mean, that is possible, and I bet that is out there, but it's kind of silly because on, on what standard are you judging that? I mean, drawing and rollerblading are the same in that there is no goal. There's no like, oh, the goal of drawing is to, is to make it look exactly like it looks in real life. No, that is not the, the goal of drawing. The goal of drawing is just to create something cool, something totally sketchy, can be like more appealing to you or or f to someone else than than a than a like a photorealistic drawing or you know it can express a, a part of you that you don't express when when it's perfect you know like so in in rollerblading yeah anyway I think competitions are silly but I do have a really good idea for rollerblading competitions. And this is a, I'm sidetracking, but this is exciting and I want to put this out there and and I think this is a really good idea. So um, my idea is like, I'm sure everyone out there has seen like Wipeout and it's a very silly show. It's like people on kind of obstacle courses and they have to try to get from one point to the other point, but there might be like a big wheel that's spinning around or something that's gonna knock them off and they have to like jump somewhere and ninja their way through this basically this obstacle course to get to that to get to the other side and wipeout is a really silly interpretation of this idea but if you i wish i could know i, I wish i knew the name of it but there's a japanese version of this show and the people who compete in this are like super athletes like they have to jump like 
really far and climb really crazy stuff and 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 they take like really hard wipeouts but they go through these really difficult obstacle courses that 99% of the people in the world would not be able to do but they can do it and it's like really athletic and really impressive what they do and they do bail and that's like a big um, selling point of the show I mean people love to see people fall and that's whatever that's cool but it's it's a really awesome sport um, so basically my idea is to combine that with rollerblading to com to basically have a rollerblading obstacle course and the point is to get from A to B in the fastest time so you would have a number of competitors that go through this obstacle course it's a very clear goal it's basically a race but but the way I see it in my head is is people would go one by one so you could like watch each person try to maneuver this and the really interesting part of this comes in like the you could it's pretty much endless what you could do with the with the obstacles um, you could have like huge launches you could have like a bunch of balls in a row that the person has to like run across as, as fast as they can or you could have like a channel with a rail across it or you could have like moguls or like humps that people have to roll really fast or like a like a, a massive quarter pipe that you have to go up and then jump up four feet and then drop down six feet or you know like it's endless what you could do with this course and it would really showcase the the um, it would showcase rollerblading in a really interesting way and it would be quote unquote aggressive skating because you would have to maneuver all these things you would have to combine like aggressive skills like jumping and stair riding and even grinding could be a part of it like if you had a rail that was going across a channel you don't have to jump on the rail but it's faster if instead of dropping down and then jumping back up you slide really stealthily across this rail and it doesn't matter what fucking grind you do it's the the object of this is just to get from a to b as fast as you can and you would have like crazy falls and that would be like a huge selling point and you would have like big air and and it would be really exciting and really stylish like the people who were really good at it would have to have so much control on their skates and be able to adapt to different environments and you'd be an idiot if you skated anti-rocker but anyway um, it would just be all about maneuvering and I find it really pleasurable to watch like in in skate videos when people just go from A to B and they have to maneuver all this weird stuff and and it's and it's something that wouldn't even like traditionally it wouldn't even be called like a trick like you didn't even like do anything but just like getting from A to B can just be really stylish when you have to like step like from one thing to another and then do a quick stair ride or whatever and then a quick jump like I love that stuff so basically this obstacle course would be like that and creativity would also find its place into it um, because it wouldn't be set in stone how to maneuver these things like say there's there's three balls in a row well one person might think that it's best to like step really fast or like run across them really fast and then someone else might think oh it's faster to plant off of off of the first one over the second two and land and like it's a good idea someone we have to do that man and that would be an awesome rollerblading competition and yeah I, I think that would be super cool but I don't know 
someone should present that to Red Bull or something. Uh, yeah. So take that. Run with it. It's yours. Um, where was I? That was a huge tangent on rollerblading obstacle course competition. I loved uh, Joey's podcast, by the way. I We had a, a problem, an issue with the file that he sent me. He kept sending me the file, and usually he'll send me the audio file, and then I rename it to something, upload it, and just like point the RRS uh, feed XML file at that path um, because he'll send it in like weird file names, and like I'll take out any spaces or any uppercase letters, things like that. But the, the weird thing with this file was I would change the name and then like open it up in, a, in iTunes and it would change the name of it back to the original and play just fine. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. And then I upload it and it didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, we tried it a few times. He tried sending me different files. And as soon as I changed the name, like they would be all corrupted when they went online. Um, and I think it had something to do with the, the, the fact that iTunes could play it and play it just fine, but it had to change the name of it. And so like when it's remote, obviously you, it doesn't change the file name. Anyway, it was a long back and forth. And finally, he was able to send it to me and I just didn't change the file name and uploaded it how he sent it to me. And then it worked. Yeah. So I'm happy that that is out of the way because it's a really good one. I listened to it and I was drawing and it, it made me LOL a lot. Yeah, I LOL'd like five times. Like, it was pretty funny. That guy's good. I'm just gonna get more tea. Oh. My caffeine intake is just out of control. Well, by my standards, it's out of control. I. I've been drinking, I'll drink two cups of coffee in the morning when I get to work, and then in the afternoon I'll usually hit another coffee or uh, a red rave, which is like a red bull. Uh, so I want to taper back. But caffeine just makes um, boring things a lot more exciting. And like while I'm sitting there doing boring things, I can... I can like get excited about an idea like a lot of this podcast was conceived while I was at work and just like I would just write down random thoughts random notes and it's a awesome way to get through the day and yeah be really productive um, but anyway I'm totally totally sidetracked back to our perspective on the art we create do you remember I was talking about that a long time ago but yeah I think rollerblading is suffering from the god complex I see rollerblading as being this 15 year old this annoying 15 year old girl who has all the answers who just fucking knows everything like, isn't that annoying when people like act like they know everything but they fucking don't they don't you don't know anything. You don't even know why we're here. You don't even, like you're just born into this world. You don't, we don't know what is going on. We don't know what happens when we die. 
We don't know any of this shit. And so we just need to be humble and realize that we don't know shit. Um, and it, it, it goes for rollerblading. We don't know. We've just developed all these standards and all these, all these things and we just like live by it and we think we're the authorities. There are no authorities on rollerblading. If anything, as rollerbladers, our minds are more closed than the outside people because we've been indoctrined with what constitutes good rollerblading, what constitutes rollerblading in general, what it is to to go out and skate, like what kind of tricks you're doing. Um, we are more closed-minded than the outside people because we are ashamed. We are aware of the process involved. We are, we have all these preconceptions that just warp our perspective on what we're doing. Um, and I'm dumbfounded that the obstacle course idea hasn't been done yet. It's a fucking awesome idea. Someone has to do it. Um, so, okay, where, where am I going with all of this? Um, what am I suggesting exactly? Because um, obviously, obviously, obviously decisions need to be made. Um, when you're skating, you need to decide what to leave in your video, what to cut, all this stuff. So there is there is some ownership, um, but I, I I wanna I wanna convince people. I want you not to delete your footage too quickly, if ever. Don't, especially like when you're out skating and you and you screw up. Uh, say you're trying a trick, and this is very typical. You're trying a trick. You try it like. 25 fucking times because you think that I don't know it's really important to you that you land this trick I've been there it's pathetic but you've done it like tried it like 25 times fucked up and you're like oh get rid of all those delete them all don't do that because you might get home and see one of these like screw ups you know quote unquote screw ups once again there are no goals in rollerblading um so, like, what are you trying to accomplish? So these these things that you perceive as fuck-ups, that might be something really good and really entertaining, like, for your video and, it, you know? So don't delete your footage. Um, and don't delete your footage if you're self-conscious of something. Don't, believe, don't delete it if you're, if you're, if you feel awkward about watching yourself do something. I think, I think when you feel awkward about something, when you feel self-conscious about something, that can be a really good thing. That can mean that you're revealing something really potent. Um, so, so don't be afraid of that. Like when you're watching a video and something that you do is like, ugh, I feel really awkward about doing that. You know, realize that your perspective is warped because it's you. Other people are going to fucking laugh their ass off. And hmm, they might think you're a loser, but why does that matter? Who are you trying to please? Um, and, 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 you know, 
try to do, you know, have, have a loose idea, like when you're going for a trick or you're drawing a picture or you're doing a podcast or you're doing like any kind of artistic venture, it's good to have an idea of what you're going to do. It's good to plan, maybe do some prep. But once you get into that process, you have to let it happen. You have to allow it to go where it's going to go. You have to allow things that you're uncomfortable with or like have you ever done something like anything artistic and you just feel really weird about it you feel awkward and uncomfortable and you you kind of feel unconfident about it like oh this kind of sucks I don't I don't really know what I'm doing here that's okay um don't let that just like stop you don't scrap it be comfortable with that and just you know, be present, try, but be flexible, be, allow, allow yourself to be imperfect and don't beat yourself up over it. And I'm, 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 I'm preaching like crazy here. I'm guilty of this stuff. I'm totally guilty of this stuff. So like when I, when I'm preaching, I'm preaching to myself, like I'm preaching to myself to go out skating and, 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 and get better at cultivating accidents, get better at Im improving and and allowing these imperfections. And it's okay to feel weird about it. I mean, you're just a biological creature. You're just like all these chemicals are flowing through your brain, and 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 you feel silly about stuff. You feel silly about yourself. Just don't take yourself too seriously. You know, you're just a person. You're just an, another fucking idiot. You're talking into a microphone, home by yourself. You're weird. Whatever. Who fucking cares? Um, you're a dude on rollerblades. You're skating around. You're doing some soul grinds. You're doing. You're doing a 540. Look at you. Just chill out. Whatever. Have fun with it. Put effort in. But let the chips fall where they may. Um, experiment. Um, listen, I would say, I, I, I want to, I have written down trial and error, but there, there are no errors in the act of role-playing. What, you're gonna, you're gonna miss your trick? You're gonna look silly? Maybe that, maybe that's what you're supposed to do is look really silly. Or maybe you're supposed to fall. Like, people love it when you fall. So, like, what, what do you constitute as success or error? Um, is, it, is it when you just, like, lace it and you feel like a badass and you're like, fuck yeah, and you look back at what you did and you, you throw up the finger? Is that success? Is that what you're aiming to do? Because, like, like my mother-in-law wouldn't, wouldn't get it. She would rather see you fall on your face. So, like, is success pleasing the person who's watching? Is it pleasing yourself? I think to a certain extent, success is pleasing yourself. But I think success is just being comfortable with the process and, and not beating yourself up, not throwing a hissy fit, not throwing your skates, like, when you're missing something not taking yourself so seriously. Success is like getting enjoyment out of the process and is doing the, the 
craziest, hardest trick going to increase your enjoyment of skating? Maybe. Um, but having that mindset, it, it's going to backfire on you because you're going to have times, unless you're fucking Brian Aragon and you're, or you're Alex Broskow and you're crazy, crazy good and like every time you put your skates on, you just rape it. If you're a human being like the rest of us, then eventually that's going to turn on you and it's going to make you miserable while you're skating. Like, I've been there. I've been totally miserable while I'm skating because I'm not satisfied with the level that I'm performing at because I'm taking myself all fucking seriously and I'm being an idiot and I'm basing, basing my happiness on, on the tricks that I'm doing, which is infecting the tricks that I'm doing. If I was there just for the process and I was comfortable with making mistakes, comfortable with looking bad, comfortable with, you know, experimenting with different things and like, oh, it might work out, it might not, um, then through that, through that like enjoyment of the process, I would probably have more success and, and learn more interesting things and, and get more out of the activity, you know, um, and just have more fun, you know. Whew. Fuck. Talking to yourself is weird, man. Um, I haven't done this in a long time, but I, I highly recommend to people that they do this, even if they don't release it or anything. But, okay, you have to release it, you, because it's not the same. You have to record yourself talking by yourself, um, knowing that you are going to put it online. Because if, if you're not going to put it online, then it changes the whole experience. Um, it, uh, yeah, it changes the ballgame, because there isn't that level of, like, fear that a normal person would have. Like, oh, what if I say the wrong thing? What if... What if I stutter? What if I sound weird? You know, it's getting over all that shit. And every time I do this, I can feel myself caring less and less and opening up more and more and, and letting the ideas fly more, more smoothly. My brain is lubricated. Um, but I plan on doing this. I was thinking about this. I, I want to do these podcasts like forever. I think it's an awesome activity and it's really healthy to do. It's healthy to talk. It's healthy to to do that. I want to try to do another podcast this week with someone. I'm, I'm trying to get someone to come over on Friday night and talk some shit with me and record it. So hopefully I can come through with a guest and then and then I can hammer out two of these bitches in one week. What do you think of that, motherfucker? <sighs> um I'm just looking at my notes uh hoping that I covered everything that I want to cover. Um Listen, why isn't Matt Ledoux getting more support? Why isn't Matt Ledoux the fucking superstar of rollerblading? I'll tell you why. 
It's because roleblading has a god complex. Roleblading is a culture, and all the people running roleblading, they seem to think that they have the answer. They know what a pro roleblader should do. They know what types of tricks a pro roleblader should be doing. And we're rewarding the people who live up to those standards. And, hey, they're awesome. The fucking Broskows, the, the farmers. Hey, I love myself some farmer. You know, that guy kills it on the blades. I'd be stoked to see a new section. The Kelsos, hey, Kelso is awesome. I'll say that. Um, but there's other people out there. There's, there's the Mount Ledoux's that dude is on another level. And he's doing something that nobody else is doing with skating. And he's pushing, pushing boundaries that other people aren't. And the dude is getting, I don't know, I can't say for sure, but this might just be his, like the way he's, like his choice, but he should be like a, a role-biting superstar. He should be getting whatever these pros are getting, whatever paychecks they're getting, or whatever, you know, um, opportunities to travel and things like that. Like, Matt Ledoux should be getting that shit. The dude is really, really sick. And I would argue that to a non-role-biter, I think they would find that guy equally or probably more exciting than any of the pros right now. But we have a god complex and we have we have the black and white answer. Um, all I'm preaching is is humbleness and realizing that we don't know shit. We don't know what the future of roleblading is going to look like. I think in 30 years the sport is going to be something that's foreign to to us right now. It's it, it, we can't predict it. I think like the tricks that people are going to be doing, the way it looks, like the aesthetic that people are seeking through it. I think it's going to be very different than what we're doing uh, today. Um, so to I don't know to say that we have all the answers. Like we don't. We just have to experiment. We have to experiment a lot. We have to be willing to feel awkward, feel uncomfortable, look bad. Um, and just play around and see where we get. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to skate, man. I want to, oh, I wish my ankle felt good. I really want to go rollerblading. Um, I'm trying to line up a filming session with my man, Joey. Joey, come to van. Let's film. Uh, yeah, Joey, come to Van. Um, I know you're busy with your business and everything, but we gotta film some blading. We gotta take care of some blade biz up in this. On that note, I'll let that be the end of it. Um, say by the bell. But thank you for joining. This is How to Be Unpopular podcast number 41, and you've been listening to Todd and I.